Blog Talk Radio. Mr. Pop. The views and opinions of this show do not necessarily reflect the views and opinions of this network and its affiliates. Hey, welcome to another thrilling and exciting episode of Stay Out of My Crease. Today is Tuesday, October 16, 2018, and this is Season 3, Episode 24. For those of you that are new to our show, what we are is we are a hockey show for hockey fans by hockey fans. Um, we have a main focus on the NHL, and we enjoy catering to our fans. And so if you want to call into the show tonight, and talk to us, you can call in at 646-668-8467. I'm your host, Rob is our co-host, and uh, so, hi Rob. (laughs) Hey Kim, how are you? I'm good, I'm going to be distracted tonight, you know, I finally got the house set up and TV and couch in the living room, so I'm thoroughly comfortable now. (laughs) (laughs) I can imagine yeah, it's nice. Um, it's nice to actually feel like we're back at home, you know, <laughs> instead of a whole bunch of boxes sitting around. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. So it hasn't been a very exciting week in the NHL this week. Um, we've had one suspension and uh, a well-deserved suspension, in my opinion. Yeah, I I think so too. Uh, the hit wasn't bad. The throwdown afterwards is what got him the suspension. Oh, no doubt. But at the same time, I'm also thinking if Pedersen didn't end up being concussed, would there still have been a suspension? I would I would like to say that the player safety is starting to get things right. Um, You know, just because of the suspension that they came down with on Tom Wilson. Um, But at the same point, at the same point, I'm not 100% sure if it would be, but I just, when I watched that play, I just could not believe that he got completely body slammed to the ice. No, um, Apparently what that stemmed from was uh, Pedersen kind of hit him and uh, caught him with a slew foot-like play. Mm -hmm. Apparently that's what that stemmed from, and Matheson just got frustrated after Pedersen was foolish and uh, took his frustrations out on him. Right. And I can understand frustration in hockey. There are a lot of things that the referees miss, but at the same point, I think players and fans alike, even though they want to come down hard on the referees, those guys don't get to take shift breaks. They are on the ice for the entire game. They, um, they're skating around a lot, so they don't get like these nice little breaks that the players get between shifts. Going to miss some things. They're only human. I miss things unless there's replay and then I see it and I'm like, oh, really? What was that called? So, I mean, in, in their defense, I get it, you know, but at the same point, I don't 
I don't think that was the right way to project your disappointment, anger, and upsetness. No, definitely not. Um, I thought two games was the right call. As soon as I heard, as soon as I found out about the hearing, I told you he was going to get two games. Right, and he is a first-time offender, so that's why he only got two games. I'm sure from here on out, if he does anything else, it'll increase. Oh, yeah, for sure. I think player safety is starting to get right. Um, one thing I didn't like was yesterday I saw on social media, um, Eric Francis, he works for uh, Sportsnet here in Canada, and uh, he uh, does all the flame stuff. And he decided to uh, make a little uh, post on Twitter about uh, – naming the finishing move that Matheson used on Pedersen, which caused a concussion. Well, and, he and, got... And he did misspell his name, too. <laughs> yes, he called him Patterson, not even Patterson. Right, right. Well, he got lit up on Twitter. Social media absolutely destroyed him. Well, he was also and the one that said something very snarky about um, Brody taking time yeah, off. Yeah, TJ Brody uh, was it 2017 when the Flames got eliminated in the first round of the playoffs uh, Brody was asked to go to, the, go to the World Hockey Championships while well, he declined due to family matter, due to uh, family engagements that family engagement was him spending time with his now wife who has multiple sclerosis. She had been recently diagnosed and he wanted to spend some time with her. Well, Eric Francis decided to call him out on that and called him weak for his excuse. Well, he got destroyed for that too. He hasn't, um, I don't know why Sportsnet keeps him around because, I mean, the stuff he says on social media, some of, most of it is absolutely ridiculous. Right. I'm well earned. Yeah, uh, Daniel Carcillo actually called him out too for it. And as most people who listen to this show know who Daniel Carcillo is, uh, he was one of the baddest guys on the ice for nailing people from behind, headshots. He was suspended nine times and fined twice. So uh, he knows what he's talking about with head injuries because he suffered some himself as well. Right. So to see him out advocating against head injuries and headshots and all that, it's nice to see. It is, and, you know, he, I believe, Carcillo, at the end of his career, actually changed the way that he played the game, if I'm not mistaken. And um, he, uh, you know, he takes concussions very seriously. He takes any kind of head injury very seriously. So, um, you know, to have somebody that actually changed their game in order to prevent those concussions and head injuries and everything from happening. He's very admirable. He's very vocal about concussions, too. And that kind of leads us into um, 
one of the things that I really wanted to talk about this week. So we had last week, we talked about Matt Murray was out with a concussion. Well, Matt Murray was out Monday, Tuesday, and then I believe the Thursday game for Pittsburgh, Matt Murray was dressed and backed up or was backing up Casey to Smith. So that's four days that he was technically, quote-unquote, on the shelf with a concussion. Now we have Patterson here that is projected to be out seven to ten days. With as much as the NHL is being scrutinized for concussions lately and for all the former players that are having post-concussion syndromes in their later years where they're having memory loss and you know, they function 100% normally because of the amount of concussions and head injuries that they played through through their career. Somebody had sent us a question, and they kind of asked to be remained anonymous, which I'm fine with. But they had asked if we could talk about on the show, do you think that when it comes to a concussion, there should be a set timeline that a player is required to set out? No, I don't. I think it's uh, I think it's on a uh, case by case basis. Like uh, there's several different uh, degrees of concussion. So if you if you set a time limit and somebody's fine after like five to seven days, and they have to miss a minimum of two weeks, that's going to irritate the players. They're not right. going to like that, and. Uh, Neither of the coaches, if their player, if their star player is a hundred percent, still have to miss another three games. Like I know the testing they have to go through in order to come back is. Uh, I don't know how uh, strenuous it is, but I know they have to do like impact testing and stuff like that, and clear uh, some other hurdles before they can come back. Right. So once they pass yeah. those, they seem to be fine. Right. I know it's very it's a very strenuous, very detail oriented concussion protocol that they have to pass in order to get back on the ice. But right. me personally, I'm going to disagree with you. And let's just be fair here. Rob has actually played the game of ice hockey. I have not. But I have suffered a concussion. So I know that it took 48 hours for me to start showing my concussion syndrome or symptoms. Now, again, I know that this is me versus somebody else. But at the same point, I feel like, especially with as scrutinized as the NHL has become with concussions, and even in other major sports, they were really starting to crack down on the head injuries, head contacts, et cetera. I still feel like they should sit out five to seven days with a concussion just to make sure they're 100%. Well, yeah, generally when people have a concussion, they're out for five to seven days anyway. Right. Like like you said, Murray's, Murray's on the bench now, but he hasn't seen any action in right. over a week now. Practice. Correct. Which I think is very smart of the Penguins organization to do it the way they are 
it's not like Casey DeSmith is playing bad at all. I mean, he's averaging two goals a game that he's letting in. Um, I would like to say Pittsburgh's defense is not allowing, like, a ton of odd man rushes and stupid turnovers and getting in everybody's way, and they can't get out of their own way. But at the same point, you know, I'm glad Pittsburgh cared enough about Matt Murray's head injury to say, okay, well, Casey Smith is doing good. Right now he's currently the hot hand. Why don't you sit down and still relax and heal, but you'll be there if we need you type deal. I really like that. I'm excited for him to be back on Thursday night. Oh, I'm sure every Leaf fan is very excited for Murray to be back on Thursday night. <laughs> I'm sure everybody <laughs> is excited to play against Pittsburgh's defense too. Let's not hold just the, you know, I'm a big, I'm a big thing. I, I don't like Murray. I don't like his goaltending style. I don't like how he's less athletic than the other two goalies that Pittsburgh has. However, I am not stupid enough to know that the defense is not helping anybody out right now. <laughs> <laughs> so, um, oh, the but Leafs, that the Leafs are just... to believe. You guys don't have a defense either. So everybody should be really grateful that the Leafs game is Thursday night and not show night. <laughs> <laughs> I'll tell you, the Leafs for the next two days are just going to sit in the sit in the dressing room and listen to light them up. <laughs> <laughs> high glove, high glove. No, I'm kidding. I'm kidding. Um, oh, Matthews knows where that is very well. <laughs> yeah. yeah, I'm just being a smarty pants. I really am. Um, you know, I, I've kind of, I know, like, especially if you follow us on social media, I am the blacklisted Penn fan, apparently. And, uh, you know, there's a lot of things out there that I did say, but nothing that I said wasn't true. So let's just put it out there, you know. Um, The podcast has been really, and I have to thank people for, you know, regardless of whether you're talking bad about the show or you're talking good about the show, you're talking about the show. So therefore, you guys are doing me a huge favor anyway. So I appreciate it. (laughs) (laughs) You know, give credit where credit's due. Everybody's entitled to their opinion. If you have a difference of opinion than what Rob and I have, you're more than welcome to call in and argue with us. We'll be happy to do it. Um, you know, but we we like to keep our show, you know, semi-professional, but we like to have fun, too, because we want to entertain you. We just don't want to be spouting out a lot of facts and, you know, boring stuff like you're in school. We want to be energetic and we want you to enjoy the show. So any feedback, positive or negative, I take that, and I'm like, okay, Rob, this is how we can make the show better. Exactly. So, but speaking of the Leafs, there's a very important issue going on in Toronto right now, and that's William Nylander. What's going on with him? Um, basically money. He's uh, he's still holding out for $8.5 million per year. Leafs want him to sign long-term, but at $8.5 million per year, that's too much. Especially well, yeah, you're with going to have uh, to lock up other players. Especially with the comparable showing that he's only worth 
man. And with his agent and his father both in his ear, he's just staying over in Sweden, staying uh, staying in shape, working out, skating, and that's about it. But uh, one thing I will say is Kasperi Kapanen filled in nicely in his absence on the Matthews line. All right. He's I did got like the tweet. Sorry, Kim. I did like the that's okay. I did like the tweet from Carrick, um, saying that it was a good thing he didn't get traded. <laughs> did you see that? No, I didn't. I missed it. Oh yeah, he was. I forget what he was tweeting about, but he tweeted the person back, and he was like, "Good thing I didn't get traded to Dallas because they had talked about that." Like there was TSN broke this huge rumor that he was getting traded to Dallas. And then he gets signed, you know, the Leafs um, retained him. And I forget who left, but it was kind of funny. <laughs> but no, because uh, Barry Kapanen's got eight points in five games since uh, being promoted to the Matthews line. And he had like 10 points in 57 games on the fourth line with the Leafs wow. the past two seasons. Yeah, so basically what that shows me is Matthews is making the players better. Like, Kapanen is still extremely skilled. I will not take anything away from Elander or Kapanen. They're both very skilled players, but Matthews brings them up an extra level. You know, there's been a lot of conversation lately about is is it really Connor McDavid the best player in the world or is it really Austin Matthews because Austin Matthews is starting to do things that Connor McDavid is unable to do. <laughs> I think it's still a very unfair comparison because Matthews has a really good team this year around him. Oh, my goodness. That goal went in. Sorry. I'm sorry. I'm actually watching the game. So. <laughs> um, I think Pittsburgh may have tied it up. I'm just not 100% sure because it was a fluke goal. So I'm not sure if they're going to call goalie interference on this or what. But, um, oh, it was high stick dead, no goal. But um, so anyway, I totally lost. Oh, so they were, they were talking about, um, and it was a good call, by the way. But um, they were talking about, you know, is Connor McDavid the best player in the world? And I'm kind of like, probably because he's on a very, very, very bad Edmonton team. I mean, I don't, besides Connor McDavid, I don't really know of anybody else that has the potential to be the threat that he is. Whereas with the Leafs, you have Austin Matthews, you have Mitch Marner, you have. Um, Patrick Marlowe, you have um, You're forgetting one Your defenseman Your defenseman um, Morgan Riley and uh, O'Reilly or, or His name is And some guy no. by the name of John Tavares <laughs> There you go There you go I, You know I was going to make you suffer on that, right? <laughs> of course but what's uh, what's scaring me about the Leafs right now is the fact that there's no secondary scoring. The Leafs are um, very top-heavy in their offense. They're uh, 
depth hasn't uh, started to find the net yet. Right. Once you get all four lines scoring, you're going to be very dangerous as long as you can defensively keep up with teams. I think your defense is the only thing that was really concerning going into the season. I don't think they're necessarily as bad as people had predict, projected them to be. But Well, I mean, um, look at uh, look at last Saturday. The Leafs held the Stanley Cup champions to two goals. And then last night, they hold L.A. to one, which actually isn't that difficult of a task because L.A. isn't really a high-scoring team. They win a lot of their no, games, but they take like 2-1, 3-2. Two, two. Yes, they do. And when you take penalties against a team like the Leafs this year, you're going to get punished. Yeah. Another thing LA has to figure out is their power play. Oh, yeah, they that's been not, atrocious. They do not have a power play goal this year. Right. And they've played six games. That's wow. pretty bad. Right. And, I mean, L.A. is also missing their best player on the ice in Jonathan Quick. I don't. I know they said his injury was not going to shelf him as long-term as they thought, but it was still going to be um, longer than normal. I forget what they say. I want to say they said, like, two to four weeks. But I'm not 100% sure, so don't quote me on that. Um but it's interesting because, you know, we had talked in the offseason and we are, we were like, okay, well, this team is rebuilding. They're not going to be very good. And this team has been consistent, and so they should be okay. And then it's all of a sudden the NHL just kind of turned everything upside down. I don't know what's going on these first couple of weeks, but, I mean, the Senators in Montreal are not as bad as we thought they were going to be. <laughs> Let's just be honest. <laughs> no. And they're not winning on skill. No. They're outworking other teams. Yes. They and work hard every shift. And their speed. They are so fast. Especially Montreal. Montreal took because uh, they've beat the Penguins twice now. And they've actually taken a page out of the Penn's book. <laughs> Yeah, that's what that's uh, what teams like them are going to have to do in order to win games. They're not going to win their games on skill alone, because there's a lot of teams out there with a lot more skill than them. Now, I'm not saying they're not talented or skilled players. I'm just saying there's a lot more talented ones out there. Right. Hey, the Pens actually just tied it up. Carl Hagelin did, um, and Carl Hagelin seems to be the only one that's working every shift to do something nicely, so very excited for this. Um, be another overtime game, at least the Pens get a point, and I can be happy. But, um, so you're right, though. I mean, Montreal is, they're so gritty. They're just, they finish their checks. They play such a clean game, too. And, I mean, Everybody likes to rag on Niemi because he had a bad couple of years after he uh, left Chicago, first with Dallas, um, two games with the Pens, and with Florida. Pens, he just had, just wasn't great at all. 
he seems to have found his place in um, Montreal. He is doing a bang-up job in net for them. So now they don't have to worry about relying on Carey Price because Carey Price was actually out the other day with the foil. And so Niemi stepped in and won in a shootout. I mean, it was great. It was so great to see that even, you know, as a hockey fan. It's nice to see that his career has kind of been um, rejuvenated in Montreal. Price is still out. He was out last night, too. I didn't realize Price was still out with the flu still. As far as I know, I'm not sure if he's hurt or what. Uh, I know um, Anderson of the Leafs talked to the media today after Babcock uh, confidently said that Anderson was starting Thursday night. But Anderson says he's still dealing with swelling in his knee and he's not sure if he's going to be ready to go or not. Right. Now, does Garrett Sparks make you nervous in that as a Leaf fan? At times, yes. But I know how good of a goalie he is, especially in the AHL. But it hasn't trans. It hasn't quite translated over to the NHL. Like the few games that he played uh, last year, the year before were really rough. Like he got lit up. And even the game against Chicago, which I'm not entirely going to fault him for because three of the goals were completely unstoppable. Uh, One came off of a defensive, another one came off a defensive breakdown and there were probably two he would have liked to have had back. So overall, only three of the goals really shouldn't have gone in. Right. But no, I I like Garrett. I like Garrett Sparks as a goalie. I think um, it sucked losing McElhaney and Pickard on waivers. Pickard I knew was gone for sure. McElhaney hurt a lot. But, yeah, uh, trust me. There's a guy in New Jersey right now that I'm just crying over because he scores every game. <laughs> <laughs> Jean-Sebastien D. Yes, D. Um, it's it's very heartbreaking, and I I feel your pain with McElhaney. Um And McElhaney has been doing such a great job, too, in that um, – you know, it, it's amazing. Me. I know, I know, because you used to call him McBackup. So, um, but he did good <laughs> for you guys last year, too. So you can't complain. But, um, yeah, I mean, I, I like it. I like that the NHL is basically shaking us up on our heels this year, um, more so than I can remember in at least the last two years. Because they're, like I said, there are teams that, you know, who would have ever thought that Jersey would be as good as they are? I mean, most people were like, okay, Jersey's only as good as Taylor Hall. Well, it looks like Taylor Hall's got some help now. And so that makes Jersey very dangerous because Jersey is a really good defense. So you got Will Butcher on defense and you have um, 
Damon Seaver. Ben Love, right, and Bill Lo- Ben Lovejoy. I mean, those guys aren't just slums that play the game. They're actually fairly good defensemen, and they play really good defense. Um, so Jersey is becoming worrisome. I had to laugh because Chris, who calls into our show, messaged me, I think it was Sunday night, and he was like, okay, what's going to happen first? Um, and I forget what his options were, but one of them was Carolina lose, and I was, like, watching the Winnipeg-Carolina game, and I was like, Carolina losing? <laughs> he was like, that's not fair. <laughs> <laughs> So, um, but yeah, I mean, I never would have thought that Carolina was going to be as good as they were. Jersey was going to be as good as they were. Um, Vegas was going to be as bad as they've been. You know, I didn't really expect uh, the Ducks to be as good as they are, especially since, you know, they were missing some key components. But Gibson has just been keeping them in games amazingly. And, uh, you know, Philly is actually fairly decent, um, even though nobody ever wants to play defense in the Philly games. No matter who's no, playing I, Philly, nobody wants to play defense. Nope, defense is optional in Philly games. Mm-hmm. Wait, that game's 5-5 five, five right now with eight minutes to go. Wow. So, you know, it's just, it's amazing. It's just been so fun to watch this first week. Even the poor Arizona Coyotes, they have not been terrible this year. They just cannot buy a goal. (laughs) No. No, they can't buy one. It's just, it's nuts. Um, Did you... I don't know if you happen to sit on NHL today, but they did five questions with Ted Leonis, the uh, owner of the Washington Capitals. And one of the questions that was asked was about losing um, Barry Trotz. And Leonis said that uh, he thought the whole thing was blown out of proportion, that he doesn't make bad contract deals. And that he was, he fully admits that he was not going to renegotiate um, Barry Trotz's contract. That that's what Trotz agent, that's what Trotz and Leonis, they they all agreed on this contract. Yeah, but then he wins a Stanley Cup. Exactly, that's what I said. Things change. Right. Like when you have a stand. By the way, instead of Vancouver. (laughs) Congratulations, you didn't you didn't lose in regulation to Vancouver. Exactly, and that is give yourself a stecker. (laughs) (laughs) Points are points, and I have always said points are important in October as as important in October as they are in April, and Vancouver just won three to two, so. It only took, uh, like, 40 seconds in overtime for them to score. (laughs) Wow. Yeah. Congratulations, you lost to Vancouver. In overtime, we got a point. That that should have been two points. Not necessarily. You forget Vancouver has gotten 
faster and more efficient. And, you know, I'm not going to say that Vancouver's a bad team yet because we're only, what, five games into the season. So um, ask me this question again in April, and I will tell you if this loss hurts. <laughs> Deal. Who scored the winner? Was it faster? Uh, no. Oh, that's okay. disappointing. I believe it was. <laughs> I just happened to look up. Penguin killing the rock better. Yep, Besser scored the game-winning goal, which is appropriate. But at least yep. he didn't get four. He didn't get four goals this game, so that's plus. It's an improvement. <laughs> Only because Murray wasn't in that. Mm. (laughs) (laughs) So I flipped it on the defense optional game. Yeah. So um, now we have the Florida Philly game on. That's the nice thing about having center ice is just being able to flip game to game. Yeah. I, I love my center ice. I'm so glad I got it this year. Right. So many good games have been played so far this year, too. Right. There have been. I mean, there there have been a lot of overtime games, too, this season. And it's early. Yeah, there have. I've noticed that, too. And there's also been a lot of high-scoring ones, too. Right. Yeah. So, I don't know. I mean, I can't be disappointed and I can't be miserable. I've enjoyed a lot of years being a really good team. So, and I know that rebuild's coming. Yeah, it it is, sadly. Um, probably not for a couple of years before they completely tear it down. Right. Yeah, it's coming. It is. I mean, what can I say? It's hockey. You have to be really bad to get really good players. Yeah, and with Pittsburgh being good for so long, um, your prospect pool is not that great. Yeah, they've all gotten traded. I mean, it's also gotten you two cups, so you can't complain. No, I'm not complaining. I'm not. No, I know. I know you're not. I tell you to shut up if you were. (laughs) (laughs) Just like Pete and I like to tell you to hush and go leaf crazy. (laughs) Yeah, well, my leaves are six and one. I'm a little bit happy about that. Yeah, I remember somebody was buying Penn's jerseys last year. can't remember who that was, though. <laughs> you know it's going to give you a hard time, right? Of course. <laughs> Trust me. Brat. I'm, like, trying to, I know, I'm trying to, like, collect my money for one of those um, Anaheim jerseys, this throwback. <laughs> yeah, but at least at least the one I bought was Castle. That's true. I miss Phil Castle. 
there are a lot of Leaf fans that do, and I was surprised because I, I know, I know from being a hockey fan, it wasn't Phil, it was the, uh, is the Toronto media that ran Phil out of town, it wasn't the fans. He was no, good. the media just, harped on him so much here. And the he media was, tends they, to do that to a lot of players. Right. I mean, Kessel was expected to basically carry the team on his shoulders. And that was it. You didn't have Austin Matthews. You didn't have Marner. You didn't have all these young guys. And Phil wasn't, Phil's not that type of player that can carry a team. Just let him score goals. That's what he's good at. Oh, I have a little bit of a rant to go on about uh, something that happened in the Leafs game last night. Oh, feel free to go on a rant. Okay, Leaf fans, stop booing Dion Phaneuf. He was he was thrown into a role that he couldn't handle because there was nobody else capable of handling it. He was the captain of the Leafs in God-awful time for Leaf fans. He did the best he could with what he had to work with. You thought Phaneuf was a bad defenseman? Take a look at the other five D-men that were on that team while Phaneuf was captain. Every last one of them were worse. So, yeah, you're going to look bad, too. Dion Phaneuf is not a bad defenseman. Is he a top? Is he a top four D-man? No. But he was thrown into that role because the Leafs had nobody else, and he was their best defenseman. So stop booing Dion Phaneuf just for the sake of booing Dion Phaneuf. End of race. That makes sense. Makes complete sense. No, it drove me nuts. Every time he touched the puck last night, he got booed. And I was just like, why are you booing Dion Phaneuf? Oh, no, I meant it makes sense, your rant, not the fans booing Phaneuf. Um, you know, he was, like you said, he was just put into a role that just didn't suit him either. No, he wasn't. And it drives me because he gets booed every time he comes to Toronto, and it's like, why? The team was <laughs> terrible. Yeah, like you guys have been terrible for a little while. It's not like, I mean, that's how you guys got Matthews. wasn't from being good. Nope, and the Leafs were always just not bad enough to end up with not a great prospect up until like I guess the year we drafted Nylander that was when it was like full tank mode I understand completely like I said you have to be really bad to get really good in the NHL it's just the way it's always been it's the way it will always be but looks like we have a caller Kim why don't we take it all right, sounds like a plan. Hi, you're You guys just know the greatest segues for me to come on. <laughs> we plan <laughs> it that about, way, don't you know? 
you, you have you have to be really really bad. Oh wait, let's take let's let's, let's take let's a call. Oh, wait, here's here's somebody who's really really bad. We'll 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 take his call. <laughs> that makes sense. Uh, we knew it was our friendly neighborhood Rangers fans, so we figured talking mm-hmm. about bad teams would be the perfect segue. Hey, exactly. Rangers got a point tonight too, so. And they got and they squandered a power play in overtime. So fantastically Lovely. done. Hey, As only the Rangers can. I was gonna say they did it in perfect Ranger form, didn't they? <laughs> they are right now. There's two seconds left on it, and I think they've gotten three shots. Fantastic wow. job. So it's like your mind tonight, Chris. And it's an overtime power play. Four, so it's four on three. Right. <laughs> even even better. They, and they still can't get shots on goal. <laughs> um. But anyway, I I was uh I was listening earlier when you were talking about concussions and whether there should be a um you know a, a mandatory timeout. Um. I actually did a my 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 master's my college master's degree thesis was on concussion protocol and what I found from my research and my interpretation of what I of all the studies I looked at is that mandatory mandatory timeout is actually it actually is not beneficial to anyone involved because what because a concussion is such an individual injury it's not like it's not like it, it's not like it's not like healing uh, like uh, like from a from a bone from a bone disease or from a from a tissue tear or something like that it's it's the the recovery time is so different based on everything involved it's not it's such it's such an individual thing one guy could be you know one guy could be out 3 days and be fine another guy could be out a month and still have concussion symptoms so if you create a minimum if you say like all right everybody has to be out Six game, you know, you have to miss. You, it, once you have a concussion, you're out a week. It can actually that person getting back back to doing what they're what back to playing and doing stuff that they normally do can actually be beneficial to their recovery if they're in the right frame of if they're in the right right part of the process. So well, that's interesting. Yeah, because I, I like I said I did I I looked at studies of these and I was looking at my my thesis was on you know uh, young young kids who have concussions and you know how to get them back into schools and that kind of that looking at it from that angle not from the uh, you know not from a sports angle but from just a, a mental, when are they back to normal? And what the studies have shown is that when kids have suffer a concussion and they go, and they go back 
they go back to learning, it's when it, when a kid is is at at a level where he can get back to normal, it's better to just throw them right in and get them back to doing things because it will help the brain recover because they're doing stuff that they know that they can do. So it's it, it's it's a very interesting injury because, like I said, some people that might not be that might. That might be a month after their after their concussion, where some people it could be as quick as three to four days, where they're they're back to being normal. That's good. I mean, I I'm not immune on concussions, so it's nice to hear somebody that did some research with an opinion. And you know, actually following studies and things like that. Yeah, for sure. That's actually really interesting, Chris. Yeah, I mean, it, it, it's such a weird. It's such a. It's such a weird science because so much has been made about. Oh, you, you need you need just time to rest, but it's a brain injury. It's not a. It's not a muscle injury. It's not something where like if you. If you take time off, like if you injure your shoulder, you just don't use your shoulder for for a while and and let it heal. Your brain is not like that. Your brain needs to function in order to in order to heal. So you need to be using it and not like the the less the less you use it and the less you do th- the more you do things differently. Like if you if you're not you think about it you think about your normal your normal life when you're when you're in a routine your brain just does things you know so if you get out of that routine your brain is actually working harder because it's thinking about doing it's not doing its normal thing so your brain's actually working harder when you're not doing something you're used to that makes sense But anyway, um, the Rangers are in a shootout now, so it's pretty sweet. Yeah, and Philly and Florida went to overtime. Yeah, with their like nine, with their like nine goals. Yeah, ten goals, five to five. <laughs> and it interest. It what, is this going to be Florida's first win? If they get it, I uh, yeah, yes, yeah. It Florida's will. zero two and one. Yep. So inter- interesting that that it's that it's in Philly. This I I told both of you last night. This could have been foreshadowed by a non hockey program about Philadelphia giving up a, <laughs> giving up a, giving up. A, a, a loss to to a a no win team. <laughs> <You know? laughs> That's all right. Rudy's that was perfect. Rudy's <laughs> Rudy's Rudy's the the Speaking of Brady, I mean, did you know that Philly created a bobblehead of him? No standing. Yes, yes way. You can now go to, um, I think, the Flyers Facebook page 
and there's a link where you can um, get a gritty bobblehead. The only problem I have with it is his eyes is not googly. So <laughs> I want googly eyes oh. on it. Oh, God. They failed. Nobody's going to buy that bobblehead if it doesn't have the googly eyes. Because it's going like to be like that deadpan scare that we saw in like all the memes and stuff. <laughs> it's going to haunt children. Right. I know, right? So, Chris, how do you feel about your other favorite team, how they're doing this year? Well, I was glad to see Carolina lose the other night. That was was fantastic. (laughs) Only, Only the Rangers can pull this off. Only the Rangers can pull off a shootout and not even shoot the puck at the net. (laughs) <laughs> Lovely. <laughs> Lovely. It sounds like the uh, Penn shootout versus Montreal. <laughs> Zuccarillo scored for the, for the Rangers, so how can they not shoot the puck on the net and still get he a goal? He scored on the first one, and then Zabinijad came in and lost the puck while stick handling it and didn't even get a shot off. Wow. Oh, Brantman just tied it in the shootout. <laughs> And it's not like it was poked away. He just lost the puck, and that was the end of it. And just to let people know, Philly is on a power play in overtime. So. Oh, poor Florida. That's game. Curtains. I don't know. Philly's got, like, two shots on goal in this power play so far. Oh, Tampa just took the lead on Carolina. That's fantastic news. Chris is so disappointed. Yes. (laughs) All right, here we go. Here's the game. Game, set, match. The king. That's why we have the king. Rangers win. Oh, nice. Congratulations. Wow. They still suck, but congrats. Yeah, yeah. (laughs) We got we got to win. If it goes to a shootout, I I have no problems with it going to a shootout. <laughs> I know we have I know we have the guy back there that's not going to let it in. And and Kim, you would have you would have liked watching overtime because Lundqvist was at his best. Lundqvist was Lundqvist, huh? Oh, he was slamming his stick and throwing things at the ref. It was awesome. That's great. I love it. I like when, I like when Ludquist gets like that and he tips his net and breaks his yeah. stick and Oh it was, and he's it was very he emotional a, player. He had a classic breakdown. It was awesome. Sometimes you just need to have a classic breakdown on the ice. It's much better <laughs> than going out on the ice and sulking and not playing well. Just let it all out. <laughs> Yeah, it's crazy. I just realized something. There's no... Oh, there is one late game. Yeah, Vegas and the Sabres. Or is Pete... Yeah, that's all the what? Sorry, Chris? Say, Rob? I was going to say, what's up with Vegas this year? They, they can't seem to score. I like to call it the hangover. 
If anybody should be hung over, it's the Washington Capitals. But they're, I think they're just keeping it going. Yeah, the Capitals are hung over if they play Copley. Let's just be honest with that. Copley had a terrible game the other night. Yeah, Copley got lit up. Copley, that's how you say it. I always call him Copley. That's what they called him in Wilkes-Barre Scranton, so that's where I learned to say his name. <laughs> nope, it's Copley. Yeah. But he did. He got lit up the other night by the Devils. I think he let in six goals. Yeah, he lost six nothing. Yep. But no, I mean Vegas. I just think Vegas lost their identity last year. They had this identity that they had to prove that the players were worthy to um, be protected by their former teams. So they played with an identity as a misfit. This year they can't. You know, they, they've been a team for a year. They made the Stanley Cup final. You kind of lose your identity of misfits at that point. Um, Philly and Florida are going to a shootout now. Jeez, all the shootouts in OT tonight. I was going to say that's three overtime games and two shootouts. All right, so Florida is in a shootout. So the the big question, the big question may be answered tonight. But if Florida doesn't doesn't win in the shootout here, who wins first, Detroit or Florida? If Florida, Florida doesn't, Florida, yeah, I don't know when Detroit's going to win a game. Let, you know, that's something that is really interesting because all last season I heard Detroit Red Wing fans complaining about the fact that Mrazek was awful. And then the other night he was freaking fantastic. Oh, there's something hilarious about this. Uh, who's going to win first? After tonight, Detroit plays Tampa Bay. Florida plays Washington, and then Detroit and Florida play each other on Saturday night. So somebody has to win. I'm calling a 30-round <laughs> shootout. Hmm. <laughs> well, that, that would be interesting. So, so hopefully, well, now that now that that's been said, you know the Flyers are going to screw all this up. Right, exactly. <laughs> because it's the Flyers. <laughs> Why not? Because it's classic, classic Flyers. We'll screw everything up. Right, exactly. But I want to go back to Vegas and touch on Vegas again for a minute. Um, sure. Vegas lost three or four good players from last year's team. Uh, Perrin being... Perrin being one, James Neal probably being the biggest one. Right. Um, Nate Schmidt being on being suspended for twenty games. I don't agree with that suspension by any stretch of the imagination. Um, and they're having some injury problems right now. Like Alex Tuck is out with an injury. 
Paul Stasny's out for two months with a lower body injury. Anglin's out with an, an upper body injury. So, I mean, there's a lot going on. Yeah. That's why I said I, I think they kind of lost their identity, and you know, in addition to these injuries, and um, for the most part, last year Vegas was fairly healthy. I think, with the exception of Flurry and his concussion, or their entire goaltending staff. I think they went through like five goaltenders oh, last year. I forgot Legacy got hurt right after Flurry did, so then they Malcolm had to go to Stuben. Got hurt, right? And then they had, I don't even remember the guy's name. I don't remember the guy's name either. But I'm telling you, if your team needs a goaltender, Blackhawks legend Scott Foster is still out there, unsigned. Oh, <laughs> uh, you're going to push him forever, aren't you? I'm Scott Foster. <laughs> I'm Scott Foster. Hey, it's hard to beat a 100% save percentage, okay? <laughs> hey, Philly didn't screw it up. Win- Philly ended up winning win- the win- shootout. Yes. <laughs> well, that's why that's why he that's why he wouldn't sign that's why he wouldn't sign the you know, he 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 doesn't want to step foot on the ice again. That's a drop the mic moment. And <laughs> hey, the Flyers won in the shootout. So they did not screw up the Florida Detroit game. So it's still on. So it, it's still on. So so what's that? That's what? That's next week? Or is that is that two weeks from now? Saturday night. Detroit plays Tampa on, on Thursday. Florida plays Washington Friday, and then they play each other Saturday. Nice. All right, so what? Let's just, let's just hope Tampa Bay and Washington don't have don't have brain farts and <laughs> screw up screw up screw it up because that's the only that's the only thing both these teams have have going for them is hey we'll get our first win right come watch somebody get their first win <laughs> exactly oh Kim yes. What did you think of the uh, comments Lars Eller's made about Lars Eller made about uh, Sir Matthews and stuff like that? Oh my goodness! So, okay, everybody knows I'm a Penn fan. The biggest thing that I got out of his um, his comment was he doesn't care about any other team or beating any other team except for Pittsburgh. That's what I got out of the comment. Um, however, his I, I just don't think that you want to come out after you lost to a team and say you're not ready to hand the Stanley Cup off to them yet. Um, I get it. It's supposed to be like a morale thing. But at the same point, you're either dig your own hole, so I can't wait for the next Leaf Caps game because that's going to be fun to watch. Yeah, I think so too. And what I find hilarious is it came from – a guy who basically got backpacked to a Stanley Cup last year. Right. Like, yeah, sure. You scored the you scored the game winning goal in game five that gave the Caps the Cup. 
Right. What else did you do? What did you do in uh, Montreal? Nothing. Nothing. Yeah, exactly. But just let's sit not down, forget. shut up, play hockey. If we're if we're gonna call players out for their comments that have backfired on them, we cannot forget the famous Carl Aldner comment last year when he decided to go to Montreal and he left Washington and he said, and it's not verbatim, but basically Carl Aldner said, Washington will never win a cup. The organization is so disorganized and it'll be nice to go to Montreal and play for a winner. And now he's playing for a Habs team who's pretty much going through a rebuild. And he's been a healthy scratch too. Yeah. That's why I say if you're just keep your mouth shut, sit down, play hockey. I do organization. I know that he got the Toronto media's order attention, that's for sure. Um and it's kind of sad that you guys won't meet again until the twenty third of January. Um you know, you guys are six and one, Washington they're on a two-game slide, two or two-game slide right now, so it's not like they're making people notice that they're a Stanley Cup champion right now. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. It's just it was funny that he decided to um, to call them out. Like, it's only October, and I think this whole comment is going to backfire on him. And um, I do like Kadri's comment about the fact that um, I think Kadri told, I want to say it was Sportsnet, but I'm not 100% sure. But he said, um, I don't know how LR could be serious with that comment. Something like that. It was funny. He was like, you know, it, he doesn't think that Kadri went on to say that he didn't think that the Leafs were a height, that um, they've had a really good start and they're a really good team but he was like you know playing Washington was challenging and uh, that Washington has lots of depth but they shouldn't sleep on the Leafs either (laughs) I thought that was great no and the Leafs aren't exactly a team you want to give bulletin board material to right because on a normal night they're putting up four or five goals a night you give them bulletin board material, they're gonna they're they're gonna put a lot of pucks past you. Yeah, I mean, building that. The playoffs by tying games and getting points two years ago to face Washington, who everybody swore. Washington is going to sweep the Leafs that year. And the Leafs took it to, what, six games? Six or seven? Uh, it was, I think it was six games and five of them went to overtime. Now, Edmonton just pulled within one of Winnipeg. Connor McDavid scored on a power play goal. So it's 4-3 Winnipeg now. So it's confirmed. Edmonton can't score unless McDavid's on the ice because he's got two goals and an assist now. Right. Both his goals are on the power play. 
Oh, that was close. Well, that's been that's been Edmonton that's been Edmonton for the last two years. So, and yeah. this is why Connor McDavid is the best player in the world, in my opinion. Because right, because he can carry his team. He doesn't carry them very far, but uh, he carries he carries them enough that they're not a lottery pick, but. Uh, he can't carry them to the – well, I guess that's a lie because he did carry them to the playoffs once and then they got smoked. Right. They made it past the first round and then they went to seven games with Anaheim. Yeah. But, no, um, aside from McDavid and Dreisaitl, that team doesn't have very much this year. Like, Lucic has disappeared. That contract is atrocious. Yeah, that wasn't a very smart contract. Not at all. I don't know what Peter Shirley was thinking signing him to that deal. Well, like I said, like I said in the season preview, if they don't make the playoffs, there's going to be a lot of shakeup in in Edmonton. <laughs> it's basically going to be, hey, Connor McDavid is on the team, and everybody else, everybody else, you're, everybody else in the whole organization, you're. You're gone. We're going to bring in all new people. Like, everybody. Well, I was going to say, Edmonton's making a really good push right now um, in the offensive zone. Uh, the Jets have kind of gotten sloppy in their defensive zone and their offensive zone. Um, but Connor Hellebach is basically standing on his head at this moment, keeping this game for this break. Um, he just made an incredible save, and I don't even know how he made it. He got his toe on the puck. So that was one of those saves that you're kind of like highlight reel. Hellebuck is a very good goalie. Yes, he is. I didn't think I didn't think he was going to be as good as he is, like back when he was just starting. But he's definitely proved me wrong. Yeah, that he has. Well, guys, I think we're going to go ahead and wrap this show up early. Um, Like I said last week, and I just kind of want to reiterate, if we don't get a lot of phone calls, there's really not a lot of NHL breaking news or anything besides games that are going on because it's so early in the season that we may only do an hour or an hour and a half show um, for a while. And then there will be weeks that we skip. So I just want to reiterate how important it is that you follow our Facebook page. So if you like it and you have hockey friends, make sure you get them to like our page. And not only our page, but make sure you have them go and like Radio AFS page as well. Um, That's always linked to our page, so you can find it there. But, you know, here shortly we're going to be starting to do giveaways. We're going to have contests and we're going to make it fun for you guys, too. So um, I don't have any other final thoughts, Rob, do you? Uh, no, not really. <laughs> um, just, right. uh, just keep following our Facebook page. Soon we will be setting up giveaways. And uh, you'll have to follow and like our page and Radio AFS's page if you want to be eligible to win them. 
Exactly. And we can see who likes them. So, you know, don't think that you could just like it and then unfollow it. Or you can unfollow it if you want, but don't unlike it. Um, I don't know why you would want to unfollow us because we do post a lot of information and breaking news and things that kind of happen during the week. Um, you know, and I, I definitely want everybody um, to go to our Facebook page and check out the video that was posted yesterday with Nate McKinnon, Sidney Crosby, and the team from Kenya. That video got me all teary-eyed. It was like somebody was cutting onions in my office yesterday when I was watching this video. Um, Regardless of who the NHL players are and whether you like them or you don't like them, the backstory on that is Kenya has one hockey team. They don't have anybody to play with, so Tim Horton invited them to Canada to play. And it's the, um, their team is the Ice Lions, and I absolutely love their name. So as a surprise, they got Nate McKinnon and Sidney Crosby to join the Kenya team for basically, a, you know, a scrimmage game. Um, they found opponents for them to play against, and they got them two, two, two new teammates in Crosby and McKinnon. It's just such a heartwarming story that reminds you why hockey is so great as a sport in general. Um, you know, the camaraderie of just the sport itself. You would never think that Kenya would have a ice hockey team. You know, they skate, they practice, but they just don't play games because they don't have anybody to play against. So, I mean, definitely go check out that video and, uh, for the females that are a little soft like me, make sure you have tissues because it is very heartwarming. Yeah, for sure. It was a, uh, it was great, and it looked like Crosby and McKinnon had a ton of fun. Oh, yeah. What I thought was funny is the fact that we know Crosby and McKinnon are big players over here. The Kenya national team was just like, oh, my gosh, Sidney Crosby. And they were, like, you know, touching his face and shaking his hand and giving him hugs. Like, they couldn't believe he was a real-life person and they were meeting him. It was just – it gets you in the feels. It really does. And, you know, for them to be so excited to meet somebody that they knew and they actually, you know, stream games and watch them – it was just kind of like, this is so cool. And this reminds me that even off the ice, hockey players are class acts. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. All right, Chris. Well, thank you so much for joining us tonight. We always appreciate you calling in. Always. And Rob, Chris, thank you very again. much, Chris. Yeah, no problem. Glad, glad I could. Glad I could bring it up. You know, you have to be bad to be. You have to be bad to be good. So right. You know. Yes, you and do. Definitely, we appreciated the concussions. You know your oh. insight on the concussions too. That was very eye opening for me. So you know, I have to actually go back now and think about my stance. Yes, and to all our listeners out there, feel free to go on our Facebook page and uh, leave a comment or a uh, post on uh, your stances as well. 
Right. I'll throw up the question on our Facebook page, and we'll get everybody's uh, opinions on it, too. So. All right, guys. Well, I think we're going to go ahead and end our show. Everybody have a great night, and don't forget to tune in and listen to us next week. Yes, absolutely. Have a good night, Kim. Thanks again, You too, Rob. Thanks, guys. All right. We're going, guys. Bye.